the way I, I texture, the way I think about UVs and the way I use the shaders to, to get to some result, which maybe they are not meant to be. Like there, there are different ways to do the same thing. There is the, the direct way of, uh, let's say, using Substance Painter and painting the textures, which gives you a limited amount of resolution. But on the other, on the other hand, you have shaders that offer you like more maps and tile builds and stuff. And the way that you mix and match all of these features that the shader has, you can improve the quality by 50, 60%. You're listening to Art Heroes Podcast, the show to help you thrive as a digital artist. Tune in to learn how to transform your passion into a career. Get inspired by other kick-ass 2D and 3D artists and find out what it takes to be an art hero. Hello guys, welcome to the Art Heroes Podcast. This is Maria JD, so happy to have you back here with us this week. And this episode is a little bit of a greeting from the past because we recorded this conversation with Gans just before the lockdown started and I'm really excited to release it now because we're dreaming about travel and we're talking about the industry and how it was just before we all started panicking maybe too much. Anyway, Gans, an amazing artist from Albania, living in Montreal currently, and we're having a little bit of conversation about the about video games, about life in Montreal, at least what it used to be. I'm sure it's going to be back to its normality really, really soon, if not yet. Anyways, welcome Gans. Thank you so much for tuning in and Let's dive into it. Uh, hello, Gans. We're now live. Thanks so much for coming to the show. Hey, thank you for the invite. <laughs> no, the pleasure is always 100%. So guys, uh, for, uh, for those of you who are just connecting, this is uh, Gans Bujeli right now live from Canada, from Idas Montreal, and uh, that's a part of Square Phoenix. And uh, Gans is an amazing artist moved to Canada from Albania several years ago, has an amazing story. So just uh, hopefully you can say something about this, right, Gans? Yeah, sure. <laughs> there, there, there's a lot to say. <laughs> okay. Okay. So then let's get started. Uh, what was there in the very beginning for you? How did you, how did you start in art and 3D, all of this? Uh, well, I started when I was like very, very young. I was like 10 years old. And... Um, Back in the days, you know, uh, the, the computers were very, very slow. And uh, uh, well, I was living in Albania, so there was no information whatsoever of what 3D is, how you do 3D, how you do characters. So most of the time I had to, you know, uh, try things myself. Like I had a, a very old software, which is called Lightwave, and they still make it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> But uh, yeah, so I, I used to play a lot with it and, and try to, to figure out what polygons are and how, how to, to do something, you know? And uh, yeah, so basically just try and try and try and try until I, I managed to, to create something. And then that became like my, my own profession and my own hobby at the same time. Wow, so did you go to art school or something? Yeah, I, I did uh, fine art for uh, four years. So I did the drawing and painting. I actually really wanted to go to sculpture, but 
it was not possible back in the, in the days. So I had to take like painting classes instead, which I was not <laughs> very fond of. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's almost a really good replacement. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so, and what happened after? How did the whole transition to digital art happen for you? Uh, well, it already had started because before I went to art school, I was already doing 3D. So that was also one of the reasons why I did not want to do painting, but I wanted to do sculpture. So uh, back then I was, uh, I was actually working for like TV commercials and stuff. So I was trying to do, um, like I was trying to implement characters into TV commercials, which was very early back in Albania. So it, it was like most of the stuff that we did, uh, they were revolutionary, let's say for the time. So yeah, uh, I started doing 3D back then and then I went to art school and then I kept doing 3D until today. <laughs> so basically there is a lot of self-study. Yes. And yes. give me a, a few examples of the characters that you made for the commercials. What was it like? How, what, what were they? How did they look like? Oh, they, they, they were very simple, very, very simple because my, my knowledge back then was not good. So I couldn't do like a proper human character. So they were mostly like stylized and uh, very, very basic. But I think that the, one of the hardest uh, thing that I had to do was to um, integrate one uh, 3D character with a real human in a TV commercial. Yeah, so I had to, to model the character and I had to do the animation and I had to do the integration and everything. And of course, I, we didn't know anything about compositing back then. So I was doing almost everything frame by frame, <laughs> <laughs> which is crazy nowadays, but uh, well, it, it worked, it worked back then. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. And then, okay. How did you eventually end up in Montreal? Right. So, um, you know, when I first started like uh, doing characters for video games, I had like my favorite company that I wanted to work for, which is Square Enix in, in Japan. And uh, that happened after I played uh, Final Fantasy VII when I was a kid. So I played this game and it opened my eyes and I was like, wow, that, this, this is amazing. I don't know what they did and how, how they did it, but I want to do that. <laughs> so yeah, I, I started doing like um, small, well, I started doing some small characters for mobile games and stuff. And I always wanted to, to basically work for Square Enix at some point in my, in my career. And then when I had this offer from um, Idos Montreal, uh, I was shocked and amazed and I did not expect it at all. And I know that I knew that this was um, a direct connection with Square Enix at the same time. So I really went for it and here I am now. Wow. So would you say there was like a lot of luck or was it a very concrete goal setting? Like that's where I want to be. That's the studio that I want to be part of. And then like just planning your way through. No, actually there was no planning at all. Cause my, <laughs> my whole, uh, my whole idea was that, okay, you know, I'll, I'll keep freelancing until something big happens. Like some major studio wants me. And, uh, that that's exactly what happened like they contacted me and it was pure luck and it was uh 
maybe the right moment, uh, the right the right time, the 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 right uh, way of communicating. So, yeah, that, that's it. Wow. All right. Interesting. So, and I also know that you, I'm not sure if it's public information, I hope it is, that you recently got like promoted from character artist to lead artist. Yes. Okay. So I, went through, I went through all the stages. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, talk to me about this because I think this is quite interesting, you know, yeah. uh, actually going through all the stages in the studio and what is the artist's career like internally, really? Right. So... Um, uh, when, when I first started there, I started as an intermediate character artist because I did not really have, uh, on my portfolio, I did not really have like um, AAA games and stuff that I could really show to, to, to tell them that this is me, this is what I can do. So, of course, they, they couldn't trust me with a senior uh, character artist position. So we started as intermediate and then... Um, I, I, I was very, very curious all the time. So going there and working with uh, really talented people really opened my mind. So I started experimenting with, uh, with stuff and techniques and workflows and they kind of saw that and they were, they were happy with, uh, with the results and they were happy with uh, the way that uh, we were working together. So after a year, after a year of working there, I, I was promoted to senior. And then um, internal uh, moving of people happened and they saw that uh, in my case, I was very like interested in the project and I was, uh, I, I knew what was going on in most departments and I knew how things were being done for the game. And they saw that as a, as a way of um, putting someone in charge who, who does communicate with other departments and knows what was going on. So of course you have to have the, the skills as well and the, the, the art knowledge and everything, but uh, also you have to be a bit proactive, which is what I, I, I hope I'm still doing now. <laughs> cool. So, yeah. So basically uh, how long did, you t did it take you to go through all the stages and what's yeah. the next stage? Well, it's three stages, like uh, it, it's three stages and it's also been three years. So one, one stage per year. <laughs> and um, yeah, uh, I don't know what's the next stage. Uh, in, in my case, I, I don't know if uh, the lead uh, position is my, my long time goal in life. So um, I think that uh, maybe, you know, on another project, I would just... Uh, you know, work as a, as a senior because I, I feel that when, when you are lead, you don't have enough time to, to actually put work into the, into the characters, like make them yourself, which is something that I, I really want to do. So I feel that um, maybe I will keep doing, I will, I will keep working as a senior for much longer and then later on decide if lead is really what I, I want to, to do in, in the long term. So what's the major, major difference in between being a lead and being a senior? Um, well, when, when you are a lead, you, of course, you have to spend more time in meetings and you have to let go a little bit of the ownership of, uh, of the assets that you make. So you will have to um, 
include your teammates into your workflow and you you really cannot spend a lot of time working yourself on your characters so yeah well, which is i guess we, fine no yeah i mean it it depends on it depends on the person there's a lot of management skills and there's a lot of uh, uh like organizing and when you are an artist you know people sometimes are not very organized <laughs> which is <laughs> which is the case for me so yeah i i feel that um being a senior is really like the 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 sweet spot yeah okay so uh but now that you're a lead uh what is you know can you describe your normal day like in a studio what do you do like what what is it like okay so yes uh well it starts with meetings in the morning <laughs> like there's a one or two meetings and then i usually i'm not like not bothered but i'm not um, asked to do other stuff until three or three p.m like two or three p.m so i have like two to three hours to work on uh, the character that i'm working on and maybe sometimes um talk with my teammates and you know review what they are working on and if i have an idea i will tell them how to do something or if they want to ask me something then you know we we take care of things and yeah the the other part is going back to to the meetings and that's it that's the day okay i see so it's like a lot of feedback exchange as well in between yeah yeah a lot of okay. feedback all right well that is interesting and um i'm not i'm not asking you directly but uh, about the projects that you're working on because i assume it's like hugely yeah, it's covered with all the ndas yeah yeah exactly yeah so um how long does it guys normally take you to complete the project until it's published and you can actually talk about it finally uh well it uh, it really depends uh it's definitely more than three years so yeah, I've been working on this project for more than three years now, and it's not uh, uh, it's not announced yet. So I, it it really depends on the production. It sometimes you can talk about it, sometimes you can't, and sometimes they they you know they announce it earlier. So yeah. So for the past three years, since you moved to Canada, you've been working on the project, and you still haven't been able to talk about it. Exactly. And I don't have anything to show on my personal portfolio. <laughs> so it's like for so far, the three years have been like blur. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but, but you know, they, they, they really, they go by fast. They really go by fast. When you, when, when you love your, your work and you love what you're doing, it, it's really not, not a big deal. Like to me, it feels like yesterday that I arrived in Montreal and I started working at IDOS and so far it's been great. It really has been great. Wow. And uh, what is it like in general, like living in Montreal as an artist? Is there a big community? Is there like yeah. life? Yeah, Montreal is very lively. There's a lot, a lot of artists. There's a lot of video game uh, studios here. And uh, people tend to get together, usually Fridays after work and um you know go to some bar and gather we do that uh, maybe once a month like we do a, a bigger gathering with people and it's it's very very good because you you get to to meet 
people from different companies and you get to you know share experiences and you get to learn how they do things and how you do things so it's montreal i i feel it's like living in la but much smaller <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. for video games and yeah exactly specifically for video games it's uh, for video games and vfx as well is the same amazing amazing yeah. so um i find are... it better than living, it's much better than going to europe and um, working in a smaller studio because you are usually limited to uh, the access that you have to other bigger studios and uh, greater projects so montreal right now offers exactly that so do you see that there is like a lot of people flow from one studio to another within montreal oh yeah all the time all the time everybody knows everybody <laughs> so, <laughs> it's like a small small community and most people have been into most of the studios so yeah and uh, where do you see in general yourself in let's say 10 years or something um i i'm thinking about uh, trying the experience of working in the us because of course there are a lot of uh, companies that i really love and uh, i would uh, i would like to be part of and learn and improve my skills and be better at this and then of course i will go back to uh, freelancing because that's that's the the better way of living i think in what sense in like sense manage of managing your time or like money or what yeah exactly managing your time maybe not being in a cold city like montreal you know it's it's very cold here <laughs> so yeah uh yeah exactly like going somewhere where you feel uh, comfortable where you feel good and you do the job that you love so that's like the the main goal in my life yeah so and are you saying that for for the time being like for now montreal is doing its job um or it's like an important like career step for you um like you know how long do you think you can last oh, in the studio in general Yeah, it definitely was uh, the the first step in the industry and it's a very good step and I I will be here until I find that I don't have a, a project that I feel like working for. Mm -hmm. So then things will change and I would like to 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 look for something else because in the end I'm doing this job because I love it. I'm not I'm not doing it, you know, just to to survive. So I, I, I really want to have like to 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 go to work and be happy about it. Mm -hmm. And why do you think you were headhunted to work for uh, the studio where you are at at the moment? Like why why you? Uh, why me? Well, that's a good question. That we should ask them. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. Um, I'm sure you have. A, I'm sure you have a qualified guess. No, well, not specifically. It's uh, I guess my portfolio back then. It was uh, what they wanted for this project, like it matched the quality and um, technicality that they wanted for the project. As a, not as a lead, of course, but uh, as a intermediate, it was good enough to get someone in, and um, 
yeah, I, I, I think that's it. And nothing, nothing too special, really. Right. Well, interesting. That would be really interesting to ask your hiring manager then. Against <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and imagine now that like imagine several years pass, five years or ten years, and if you're searching for the job again, um, how are you going to go about upgrading your portfolio, especially knowing that most of the stuff cannot be published? Um, well, uh, it's, it's called personal projects, <laughs> which um, I'm currently uh, lacking. I mean, I've, I've been doing some stuff, but I, I haven't published anything. And uh, that's because I have... Um, a goal that where I don't want to do something that's, you know, just do something quick and then publish it and just to fill in the void of the portfolio. Uh, but what I want to do is I want to improve on my, on improving technical level of what I can do and show it with my personal project. So I'm taking my time because at the same time I'm learning new things and I, I'm, I want to try new things when I do my personal project. And then when I have like some things to show, then if I want to apply for another job, I can just, you know, show, show my, my works and, and that's it. Yeah. Okay. So basically this is still something that you will need to work on. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You've got time. You're not in a rush anyways. Not in a rush. <laughs> Not in a rush. I, I, I'm good where I am right now. I'm not really, I, I had a few offers, of course, and I'm not really interested to, to move right now until, unless everything is done here and, you know, uh, I feel like I need to change my project and stuff. Yeah. So for the time being, I'm very happy where I am. I'm really excited to hear when the project you're on will be published. I'm like almost anxious to know what's that. <laughs> Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah. So, well, I hope you know a little bit better. And so when is it going to be uh, live? Do you know? Is there uh, a release well, date? I, I know, but I cannot say. Oh, okay. You can't even yeah. say that. Jeez. <laughs> no, yeah. It's like the tight lip. Uh, nothing. Okay, fine. I'm not going to torture you about yeah. that anymore. You're okay. <laughs> so, okay. Let's um, move on a little bit to this part that I want to ask. So what's the technology that kind of excites you more? And what do you, I don't know if you can speak, what you use at work, but maybe something that excites you in general and uh, what, what part of creation kind of, a, you know, yeah, I, well, we're not using anything, you know, special or different or mm -hmm. whatever. We have our own engine, of course, that we, what we use. Uh, when it comes to technology and it's mostly about the workflows and uh, the, the shader work. And I'm really, as an artist, of course, I'm interested in the, in the sculpting part of the characters, but I'm mostly interested into how we render them. So I, I'd love to try and figure out ways of, um, of making things look very like high res, even though they're not. So trying to always push the limit, that's, that's something that I really like to do. And with the experimenting that I get to do, I, I can, you know, learn new, new techniques and try things that I haven't seen before. So yeah, it's it's always a, a, for me. It's always about uh, pushing the the quality with the same limits that uh, 
we have right now in video games. And how do you go about this research and your knowledge upgrade? Do you still Google or do you ask colleagues? Is there a better way? So the, the, the quickest way is to ask other people, other leads, let's say, who are very knowledgeable and they kind of, you know, can spark ideas into you. So that, that's how it is for me. I, I like to talk with them. When I have an idea, I go to different departments and I tell them that, uh, oh, I have this idea about doing something. What do you think? What do you think about it? Like for your department, would it be a problem or will it uh, be more expensive than I actually think it might be? So when I, when I go through all of this and then I start uh, testing myself and of course I would Google if there is something, but most of the time things are not very like specific, things are very specific, specific when it comes to character creation. And sometimes you, you can't really find something online. So unless you try and you experiment yourself, you don't know if it's going to work or not. Sometimes it works, sometimes it does not. So it's, it's all based on, yeah. So for you, the most important aspect is, uh, uh, is quality. Mm. And yeah. what's like, what do you think is your kind of a most important skill that you bring to the team, like within the studio? Oh, it's definitely the technical part. I'm, I'm really happy to have a team who are both artistic and technical at the same time. Some people are a lot more artistic. Some people are a good mix of both. And me, myself, I'm a bit more technical than artistic. So I think this evens out our, our, our workflows. Yeah. Um, technical in what sense? So what, do you, what makes you more technical? Uh, yeah, well, uh, the way I the way I, I texture, the way I think about UVs, and the way I use the shaders to to get to some result, which maybe they are not meant to be. Like, there there are different ways to do the same thing. There is the the direct way of uh, let's say using Substance Painter and painting the textures, which gives you a limited amount of resolution. But on the other on the other hand, you have shaders that offer you like more maps and tile builds and stuff. And the way that you mix and match all of these features that the shader has, you can improve the quality by 50, 60% or more. So that's where my, I think that my, mm -hmm. my brain works better. Yeah. So you're not looking, you're not doing most things by eye, but you are more numerical? Uh, yeah, it's a mix of both. It's a mix of both. I mean, you, you have to, to, to have the eye and you have to know how the shader, how the engine works and how the shader works to, to kind of mix them properly. And recently I, I started implementing uh, Substance Designer a lot in my, in my workflow. Like even when it comes to sculpting, I like to do some, let's say when a character has like very specific patterns that it would take you a lot of time to sculpt. It takes me much less time to do the pattern in designer and then apply it as a displacement map in ZBrush and then sculpt over it. And I get most of the work done really quickly. So yeah, thinking this way, it speeds up time and it increases the quality as well. Wow, that's an interesting workflow though. Yeah, it's, it's a fun workflow. Yeah, cool. Um, so, 
do you like do you have anything that you kind of uh, brought to the you say that you've experimented and you always like experiment with different things within the studio do you have something that uh that stuck i mean something that you know like the idea that you came up with that eventually ended up staying as a part yeah. of like the project can yes, you give me like uh, an example like i mean of course without naming everything <laughs> Yeah, well, uh, the, the, there are a few things that are, well, I will just say it in general. I will not specify anything, but... Sure, but it would be, I think it's just, you know, some story that you're, like, proud of or something. Yeah, well, uh, it's something that uh, maybe we will, you know, share later on, but uh, uh, I had a few good ideas about uh, wrinkle maps and in, in faces and blend shapes and uh, skin shader and... Um, yeah well it's a, it's a few of them that actually stuck through and uh, i'm you know i'm i'm happy that uh, my my workflow worked actually so seeing it in action is it's it's good it it makes me feel good and it makes me think that oh okay so i managed to do this now let's try something new let's try let's learn something else <laughs> Okay, so eventually, like a couple of workflows are implemented in the project that you're working on. Yes, yes, definitely. nice. Yeah, well, cool. Yeah, That's yeah, definitely. All right, so now, Gens, let's go back a little bit to uh, like a little bit back to basics. How many Albanian artists do you know? Do you know any in other Albanian art, digital artists in the industry? Uh, I know two more. <laughs> What's the population of Albania? Oh, like three point something million. Ah, okay. So, okay. <laughs> not, not, not too many. Yes. Um, and how do you feel being an Albanian artist? Do you, do you think you have any influence from where you're from to your art in general? Mm, no, I, I don't think so. Not really. I, I always uh, like I always followed the artists who are very different. So they they don't have anything to do with my uh, where I come from or or anything. So as as I grew up, I, I grew up with art that's more like uh, <laughs> global, universal. <laughs> no. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And. Um, how do you uh, self-identify, like in general, you know, as a human being? Do you um, like do you hang out a lot of with, with a lot with people from Europe or with people from Balkans or how's it I, for you? It's really funny because most of well, most like ninety percent of the, of my team, the character team right now, we are all from Eastern Europe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, well, we 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 spend most of the time together, but at the same time, I don't have, let's say, here in Montreal, I don't have any Albanian friends. Um, I have friends from all over the world: U.S., Canada, France, Spain. It's it's a mix of people, and that's what I like about living here as well. So I get to meet a lot of different people, and uh, you know, share. So yeah, I, I I don't like being part of a group mm -hmm. of like hanging out with with peeps from my part of the world. No, it doesn't matter. Okay, so for you, it's definitely not about that. No, not at all. 
Do you travel to events a lot still? Uh, yeah, I do actually. I do every year. What are your every favorites? Well, I go to THU. Yeah, once a year, every time. And um, I hope that uh, next year I'll go to Zebra Summit. It will all depend on uh, how busy we are at work, but uh, hopefully I'll take some vacation days and then go check the Zebra Summit because I've never been to, to the US. I've never been there. So I'm really curious to, to, to see. Oh, you'll it. love it. I'm sure you'll love it. Yeah, I'll meet you enjoy all Montreal, you definitely will love it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm mostly going to, to, to see all of my friends, you know, uh, we, we have a small group that we meet every year. So yeah, mostly for that. Mostly for that. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'm sure we'll, uh, we'll see each other at some point at some of the events. So like, yeah, I hope so. yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely still planning the calendar for the next year. So, or this year, <laughs> whichever year. All right, cool. Where you find me this year? Yes, yes, definitely. It's really, it's really easy. <laughs> If I was to hire a serial killer, I would definitely know where to send him. <laughs> exactly. It's perfect. It's like, perfect. Yes. <laughs> okay, Gans, we're almost running out of time. So what I'm going to do, uh, I'm going to jump to our the traditional questionnaire. There is the 10 questions that everybody has to go through. Um, so I'm just going to ask you and, uh, uh, you've got like one sentence for each. So let's go. Um, you ready? Yeah. Go. Okay. What's your favorite place in the world? Uh, Montreal right now. Love that. Um, what do you listen to while you are working? Uh, I don't. I put my headphones on silent mode. <laughs> so I don't hear anything around me. So those are the noise cancelling yeah. headphones? Okay. What's your best way to gain inspiration? Uh, art station. Um, and what's your big life goal? Uh, happiness. Um, the favorite drink? Uh, gin tonic. First thing that you do in the morning after you wake up? Breakfast. <laughs> of always. What do you do for breakfast? Well, I, I change. It's like uh, different, different. Okay. Basically, I don't have a lot of time in the morning. So. But still, you have time for breakfast. Definitely. Yeah, always. always. I'll always find time for breakfast. <laughs> Perfect. Um, what's your recent favorite like book or movie? Depends on what you're in. Um, I don't really have one. Okay. Right like I watched a lot of movies recently, but I don't have a favorite. What's the one that you would always recommend? Just like your favorite uh, movie. The Others. The Others? Yeah, I really loved it. It's an Why? old movie. Uh, I don't know. It has a twist in the end. Like uh, it, it's really, uh, for me, it was uh, mind blowing. Okay. I haven't yeah. watched that. I'll add it to my list. Yeah, you should actually. It's yeah. very good. Okay. Who are some of your legends, like people and artists that you follow? Uh, Frank Tsang, Grasseri, uh, Gio, Napkiel, um, Adam Scott, many, many of them. Okay. And what are some of the top things on your bucket list? Go to Japan. <laughs> uh, really? <laughs> yeah. It's like, 
It's like my my all time uh, dream to to go there vacationing, like spend a few days, and uh, yeah, I hope to do it soon. Well, you should. I mean, just take vacations and go. I mean, what's <laughs> end of project? I'm gone. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Just like just take a week. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it shouldn't be that hard. But yeah, I love that idea. Definitely. I've been vacationing a lot in, uh, you know, in Mexico and uh, parts of uh, like America and it's really, really good. So, yeah. Cool. All right. That's kind of it. You know, thanks so much. uh, That was efficiency. Yeah. Very, very efficient. And I'm still surprised that you're awake because, I yes. mean, you did it to yourself. You scheduled it for midnight. <laughs> I know, I know. <laughs> I turn off the computer, I'll go to sleep. <laughs> so it's be because it's almost breakfast time, you know, like a little almost. bit more. And we'll stay for... and yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe we should stay for breakfast. <laughs> Well, thank you very much for having me. Yeah, thanks, Gans, and uh, enjoy the rest of the night. And, uh, you know, best of luck with the project. I can't wait to hear what's that, really. (laughs) I'll let you know. Thank you very much. All right. Ciao. (laughs) Have a good one. Thank you guys for listening. And if you have any suggestion on who you'd like to hear speaking on Art Heroes podcast, we would like to hear from you. Please leave us a note just here in the comment section if you're watching this on YouTube or just drop us an email to contact at artheroes.co we would love to have your favorite people from the industry on this podcast and I'll see you next week exactly in seven days cheers thanks for listening to Art Heroes Podcast check out www.artheroes.co for show notes more interviews, and free tools made for you by our team of mentors. Tune in next week for more inspiration and keep up the great work, hero.